Oh, there's over 20. Um, hold on. I Holy think so it's... Smackies. <laughs> it's like, like listening to like a TikTok <laughs> or have to do like, you know, like, let me research that. Click, 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 click. Sorry. It was just funny. I did not expect that to happen. Should I turn my audio down a little? No, it's okay. You're just going <laughs> to laugh too when you're doing the editing. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to the Book Life Podcast with your host, myself, Mo, my best friend, Abby. Today, we are going to explore something we actually really haven't looked at much, which is manga and comic books in our lives. I am taking a different direction, and I am taking a direction today where I'm going to talk about my journey into comic books and manga, and Abby's just going to tell you all of her favorite things that she has read. Um, I have read a lot, but apparently I don't remember a lot of what I've read. But I have a journey that I, we are going to explore today. I'm not going to lie. There was a couple years there where I read mostly just manga. And I don't remember most of what I read. I understand that. Um, that, that was high school in me. Yeah. I read a lot in high school. Because, like, we just kept exchanging books between, like, all of our friends in high school. And so, oh, I love this. You should read it. Okay, I'll read it. So I read it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then I just was like, oh, I don't even remember everything I read anymore. Right. Well, and I read a lot um, online where like fans of the different mangas had gotten together to translate things. Mm-hmm. I love that. And so like, I don't remember a lot of the ones that I read there either. I just remember that I was constantly reading them. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I did read a lot of those web comics. I actually have one that I will mention today that I found very memorable. So, mm-hmm. Abby, let's kick this off. So, to start, what is your absolute favorite manga? And guys, if you don't know what this is, she actually has been reading this all year. <laughs> so if you're not sure what it is, you have not been listening well to our episodes. <laughs> I actually started rereading it last year and I finished my reread this year. Because I finally own all of them. It's Full Metal mm-hmm. Alchemist. And right. even if you haven't read the manga, if you are into anime at all and you haven't watched Full Metal Alchemist or Brotherhood, I don't even know what you're doing. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, I did watch all of the Full, Me- Full Metal Alchemist series. I never watched Brotherhood. So I read, oh, see, I watched. Um, Full Metal Alchemist shortly after it came out and then obviously the movie that comes after it to wrap things up and then I watched Brotherhood and like between the two I I don't know like they both they're both excellent but in different ways hmm why so the original Full Metal Alchemist anime Um, followed the books for quite a lot of it, but then it got ahead of where the manga was. And so it just made up whatever it felt like making up for the end. Okay. I, that kind of sounds like Game of Thrones a little bit where they're like, George RR Martin hasn't finished writing the series, but we need to wrap it up at this point. And that's, that's part of why they ended up with a movie because the way they ended the anime, everybody was like, excuse me, that's, that's a really crappy cliffhanger. Excuse me. So they mm-hmm. made a movie and that kind of mostly wrapped it up. Um, so that ends very differently than the manga actually ends. But Brotherhood, on the other hand, ends mostly like the manga did, but they skip over and rearrange a lot of the early stuff in the manga. And I don't like that as much. Why? Because a lot of... A lot of the stuff they skim over is like set up for much later stuff because I mean the manga is like 20 some volumes long so it was a long manga it's a long anime I realize they only have so much time to do everything when they're doing an anime but at the same time it's like you really shouldn't have it because Full Metal Alchemist has been around so long that I think when they went to make Brotherhood they just kind of assumed everybody knew the basics Mm -hmm. And so a lot of things were, like, skimmed over 
and they're not explained super well. Like, not badly, just not super well, you know? So, and I mean, that's kind of fair because if you're watching Brotherhood, you've probably either seen the original Full Metal Alchemist or you've read the manga because Man. they've literally been around since the early 2000s. So, that is a pretty impressive journey. So, yeah. How many actual volumes of manga are there? You said at least 20? Oh, there's over 20. All right. Um, I think there's like 21 volumes. Hold on. Let me double check here. No, I was wrong. There's 26. There are 26 volumes of Full Metal Alchemist. Wow. And you bought all 26? Yeah. Yep. I own all 26 now. Man. I- wow. Yeah. I'm impressed. That is awesome. But the simple fact that it's so beloved by the community that they made a second anime out of it should honestly speak for itself. The storylines and the characters and the world setup are just, everything is amazing. I absolutely adore everything. So my first journey into reading comics and manga, I would say really started in seventh grade and I got into Dragon Ball, like not Dragon Ball Z, which I was watching the anime on Cartoon Network, but Dragon Ball, the series. And I I was looking at the manga shelf back here. I still have like a lot of volumes of Dragon Ball, not 20 of them. And I know there's like 40 or something, but at least like 13 ish of them. Mm-hmm. And I just really love the origin story of Goku. He's, he's so freaking clueless. I mean, he's clueless also in Dragon Ball Z, but I don't know as a, 12 year old just loved reading about this kid who had these awesome powers and these crazy adventures in this futuristic world you know i never got into dragon ball or dragon ball z i know it's one of the ogs but i just never found it interesting and i mean it's not for everyone i just love the martial um, arts concept and i love all of the i don't know i love the futuristic tech i love bulma and the capsule court corporation how she just pops out like i always loved bulma and how she's just like let me just bust out a ship there's this little capsule please hold and how smart she was too and goku's just this poor innocent child doesn't doesn't know anything but it was fun it's hilarious because you really get to meet all the characters in dragon ball z kind of see the origin of everybody and kind of get that tie-in into the beginning of Dragon Ball Z. So if you don't, if you never watched Dragon Ball Z and you never like enjoyed Dragon Ball, you probably, I don't understand why you did not read this. Yeah, I don't know. Like, okay. So here's just like a fun fact about me. There was one summer where I literally binged all of the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime and then all of the original Sailor Moon anime. Which, by the way, I find impressive that you... I did not realize you were into Yu-Gi-Oh! I did not peg you for a Yu-Gi-Oh! fan. Um, Nothing wrong with that. You know? Like, those things where I was like, oh, okay, Abby. I never would have guessed it of myself either. It's one of those random, oh yeah, I do like that. Like, I will be the first to admit the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime just like... Ooh. <laughs> It's an anime, but like I got really into some of those storylines and just it's bizarre, but it's good. It is. And I don't know. I was super into it for a little while. Um, but like the episodes literally they take like 12 episodes to go through one card duel. And <laughs> it's like watching Dragon Ball Z where you take exactly. one battle takes half a season. It's exactly. fine. I understand. Exactly. I understand. That's exactly what I was getting at. Like, Dragon Ball Z, they take like 12 episodes to get through a single battle. Yu-Gi-Oh! does the same things just with a card game. And it's like, I don't know why I preferred the card game over the martial arts. I have no idea. They seem like basically the same thing at this point. Yes, I don't know. I don't know. We all have our vices. Like, I was not into the card show. But I was into the martial arts show. So congratulations to, to us. We are products of the late 90s, early 2000s. Woohoo! So what's your your next one is a classic early 90s, 2000s. Okay. This was actually the way I got introduced to manga. Because my friend Molly and I 
had started exchanging books because we both love reading. And she went, hey, I have this series that you need to read. And so she brought in Cardcaptor Sakura for me to read because she owned them. And this was back in the days when it was just the original six volumes because uh, there's, there's more. <laughs> there's been more since then. But yeah, so she introduced me to that. And like, I also decided to reread Cardcaptor Sakura when I decided to reread Full Metal Alchemist. And here's the thing. I remember Cardcaptor Sakura being just like really cute and fun. There's a cute little romance that's going on with like middle schoolers. They're middle schoolers, right? So it's a very, it's a very G-rated romance. And I just remembered like cute mm -hmm. outfits, cute overall feel and like magic and cards that was fun apparently i really liked card games <laughs> yeah, i know i was like well, i think card Sierra is pretty freaking cute so yeah and then um i decided to do the reread and i remembered oh yeah my sixth grade brain just like completely glossed over these very very problematic relationships because there are middle schoolers dating actual adults oh I miss that. I miss that completely. That memo was not given to me. One of Sakura's classmates is dating one of their teachers. One of their full-grown adult teachers. And um, I read through the like second set of six books that came out afterwards where they're like, I guess not middle school anymore, but like the beginning of junior high kind of thing or late middle school or something, I don't know. Um, Cause like, Cardcaptor Sakura starts in fourth grade, I think in the second arc, she's in like sixth grade kind of thing. And there's there's another one of those relationships from a different person. Huh? And I'm just like, I'm reading these going, I don't remember this at all. This is so problematic. Um, hmm. Why? Why are there 10 year olds dating adults? Why? There's groomers. There's groomers in Cardcaptor Sakura. What the hell? Yeah, this is not what I remember in my childhood. I don't. These are not I the things you. I'm so confused. I told you, my little sixth grade brain completely glossed over it and forgot about it. And my adult brain is going, oh my god, their teacher's a groomer. You know? Oh my god. Uh huh. It was, it was very disturbing. Because, like, everything else outside of that is perfectly fine. Huh. But, but, like, that girl isn't even, she doesn't tell any of her friends that she's dating the teacher. They just know she's dating somebody, and she won't tell them who. And so they're all like, oh, it's so sweet you're doing X, Y, and Z for him. That's really cute. I bet he'll love it. And just, like, encouraging her like good friends do because they have no idea she's dating a groomer. Is it Rita? Yes. Rika. Rika. Riku? I don't know. It starts with an R. I'm so confused. Uh, Secret fiance. Manga only. Thank God it's in the manga. Not I watched a lot for Secret. Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. on TV. I mean, WB Channel 11 has some great stuff on it. Holy smokes. Yeah, they definitely took Dang. that out of the anime. For good oh, reason. Oh my God. Uh-huh. And I think that's part of why I don't remember it, because I've also watched the anime, and the anime follows the manga pretty well. Right. It's so just like, it, it completely, completely did not remember that that was in there. And it's not the only relationship like that, which is the worst part. Like, it'd be bad enough if it was just one, but it's more than one. Uh, apparently, the student-teacher relationship is not uncommon in Japanese fiction, as it can be interpreted as a very romantic for a young girl to follow an older man as a student and mentee, only to fall in love with him at the end. Not when he's 15 to 20 years older! Uh, I, Rika and Teraru's relationship reflects his innocence and happiness, untainted by criticism and controversy despite their age difference, except for us, apparently, because we're like, oh. No, no, that is a pedophile groomer right there. Yep. I don't care how handsome he is. I don't care how nice he is. He is a groomer and a pedophile, and I'm not okay with it. Mm-mm. It makes it yeah. worse that she's so innocent and sweet about it. 
I know. Presumed he's presumed to be twenty nine to thirty three. Uh, yeah, that's like twenty years plus older than her. Cause she, they're like ten year olds. Wow. Okay. That's a, this is not the turn I expected you to take with this. I just <laughs> I needed to get this off my chest for a while. Apparently. Yeah, I I did not realize how important this was for you. Sorry, it just. It like it hurts an otherwise great series for me, you know. Yep. Uh. Anyway, let's move on to your next one. All right. So the second manga series I really got into was Sailor Moon. Surprise, surprise, guys. So obviously, I watched the anime on Channel Eleven WB, which is the St. Louis version, I guess, of like I don't remember what they called the morning section. But I still love collecting the pocket-sized novels of these. I'm still missing a few, and I am still on the hunt for them because it's some of my favorite series. And I mean, like, Stars, Sailor Moon um, S, Sailor Moon S. Like, I want it all. It is like, if there's one manga I was going to keep forever and ever, it would always be Sailor Moon. Uh, Sailor Mercury is my jam. She is my favorite. Uh, she's, on my, she's on my laptop. I have a sticker on my laptop. And my coworker was like, why is there a chick in like that outfit? Like, cause you know, like the sailor outfits are kind of high cut. Mm -hmm. And I looked at it and I'm like, it's Sailor Mercury. Have you never seen Sailor Moon? Like, what the crap, man? <laughs> I'm like, never seen Sailor Moon? What the heck? Right. The OG I mean, magical girl right there. I know. Um, and my favorite story is always going to be the first arc. The first arc where I only know her as Serena, but in the Japanese version, she's known as Bunny or um, Yusa Yusagi. Mm -hmm. But I really like when no one knows who the moon princess is and they finally figure it out. And my favorite, favorite scene of all time is the Earth Prince and uh, Princess Serenity just like on the moon palace. And there's like this big two page spread of just them kissing. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so adorable. I just love it so much. Um, yeah, you're the reason I read Sailor Moon in high school. It is a good choice. I love Sailor Moon. But yes, so it is the holy grail of all my comics. It is the second one I really got into, and I have a lot of them. And then sometimes I just go on these um, used book sites and go to used bookstores and cruise through their manga just to see, like, do you have the pocket size? Do you have them? I need them all. It's like your ultimate. So when you're in a video game, you have all sorts of, like, side quests, and then you have your, like, main quest. I feel like that's your main quest. I have a lot of main quests. This is probably like a side quest high achievement level. So yeah, you're going to like level up when you find all of them. Dun, 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 dun. Yep. I know. I just did an enemy in that sound clip. <laughs> oh, I love your second one that you have or third. Sorry. I can't count. Yeah. Okay. So because I loved Cardcaptor Sakura so much, because I loved the romance between Sharon and Sakura, I turn to Subasa because Subasa is literally Sakura and Shaoran in an alternate dimension. <laughs> yes. And okay, this has even more volumes than Full Metal Alchemist does. Uh, the full name is Subasa Reservoir Chronicles. And I'm looking up how many there are, there are because there are more than even Full Metal Alchemist. <sighs> Please hold while I scroll. 28. There's 28 volumes. And I own almost all of them. I've read all of them. But, like, the main two characters are Sakura and Shaoran in a different dimension. Um, so, instead of cards, Sakura's powers um, end up like leaving her like I guess they call it their her memories so like her all of her thoughts and memories and everything leave her in the form of feathers and these feathers are, are like powerful magic but they get scattered throughout a bunch of different dimensions so Sharon she Sakura basically becomes this husk of a person because she has no thoughts no memories no nothing and so Sharon takes her to another dimension that also ties into these books 
XXXholic is the series that ties into this. I thought Magic Knight Gray Earth does too because of one of the creatures. Yes. But so XXXholic, it, the main character of that is this like powerful sorceress lady who runs a shop where she like sells things to magically help people in exchange for other random things. And so Shaoran takes Sakura there and the sorceress pairs the two of them up with these two other guys who are also on a quest for different things throughout the dimensions. And she basically goes, here, all of you, all of, none of you can like pay for your transport individually. So y'all are gonna travel together and you have one form of transport. <laughs> so they have to stick together and they're going through all, all these dimensions, trying to find uh, Sakura's feathers to get them back to her. And it's just really interesting. I absolutely love it. It's just, uh, it's like, it's kind of heartbreaking because Sharon and Sakura were in love and Sakura doesn't know that once all of her memories leave her. Mm -hmm. And so Sharon's clearly in love with her and just like, I'm just going to do all this stuff for you. And she's like, who are you? I don't, I don't know you at all. He's like, okay, here's your feather. <laughs> so like, it's kind of heartbreaking, but it's also really sweet at the same time. Um, and also they're a little bit older in Subasa than they are in Cardcaptor Sakura, which is good. I, w I would not want to watch 10 year olds have to go through dimensions to this. They're like teenagers in this. Yeah. Uh, but it's really fun. It's definitely grittier than Cardcaptors is, but not in a bad way. And it's just like, it's heartbreaking, heartwarming all at once. And I love it. I actually, I actually think I like it better than the original Cardcaptors. I did too. I have a whole bunch of it up there. Um, mm -hmm. Clamp is a really good series. I love Clamp. Yeah. I think I'm missing like one or two volumes. Not bad. That I need to get still. But like out of the 28, I think I have like 26 of them or something. Yeah, I think you're fine. You did good. Yeah. Mm. Now I want to reread it. Dang it. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. All right. So what's your next one? Um, I had a mind change. I was going to say Pokemon was my next one of my journey. Honestly, once you started talking about Tsubasa, I'm like, oh, Magic Knight Ray Earth was one of my favorite animes and favorite mangas. I had the entire box set for Magic Knight Ray Earth. I have apparently some of my favorite stories are just magic transforming girls who saved the world, basically like transform or transform us, transfer us into another dimension and we shall conquer it and we shall save the world. And then we're transferred back into normal school students and everything is just normal again. But I see nothing wrong with the magical girl genre being your favorite. I know. I mean, surprise, surprise. And I love, um, Makona, like once you've mentioned Subasa, I'm like, oh, Makona, the little squishy bunny mm -hmm. rabbit. I love him. Squish, 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 you know what I, I mean? I want one. I want an actual, like, what are those really popular squish animals right now? Squishmallows. Squishmallows. I want a squishmallow of him. Right? He'd be the best squishmallow ever. Right? Um, and then what I really like, of once again, my favorite characters are always going to be blue, like Yumi, the smart one, just like Sailor Mercury, Amy, aka from Sailor Moon. If you're blue and you're smart, apparently you're my favorite character. Something else I like about Magic Eye Ray Earth is that I love anime and manga that involve large mechas, large like robots and stuff, like oh yeah, Neon Genesis. Um, Evangelicon and shoot there was another one I was really into as a oh I can even sing the theme song is in my head what was it I don't know but I just really love manga and anime with giant robots I don't know what's so cool about robots but I'm like I just want to be like I will you know, has this very large robot and to save the world with it. Or... I'm right there with you. Trust me. Mm -hmm. um, I think I read some of Magical Night Ray Earth. 
but I don't know if I read much of it. Well, if you are having an urge to continue reading um, any manga, I have the whole box set for it. Mm, I'm going to have to take you up on that. Because it's definitely, just don't let me forget about, like, I, you know, as good as I am at bringing stuff to you. <laughs> it's okay. You can bring them over when we decide to make mm, cookies. Yes, I want cookies today. Anyway, so that would be my third one. What's your What's your fourth one? Okay. Um, this is one that I know you have mentioned in a previous episode. Uh, I think it was our mid-year check-in. Um, the Tea Dragon Society books. They're comics yes. rather than manga. Um, but this is just like, this is cozy fantasy. Co- this is core cozy fantasy right here. Because you have dragons and you have like their fun abilities. But it's so cozy. Everything is about like the the small battles and just like overcoming internal things and just like it's so fun and it's so sweet and it just like leaves you feeling happy and i love all the tiny little dragons that grow tea off of themselves like i want one of each (laughs) i can see you having one of each i would I, i wouldn't be if tea dragons existed, I wouldn't be a cat lady in my old age. I would be a dragon lady. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I would. I'd just be constantly drinking tea rather than coffee because I'm telling you, if I had tea dragons, I would drink tea all the time to justify having them. And just be like, but James, I need this tea dragon because otherwise I don't have this kind of tea and like, it's more economical to just have the whole dragon than keep buying the tea. Great statement. I just went through um, the sea. So Escaflone was the name of the other series I was trying to think of. That was one I was really into as well. Mm-hmm. Mecca. And then I also did not realize I have Card Capture Secura Pocket Editions up there. Oh. Yep. I have one through six. So and I think they said there's 12. Um... <laughs> There's more than 12. So like like original runs, you know what I mean? Yeah, the original runs are um, six and six. So there's 12. And then the new run is when they're older in like sixth grade. And that is called the is called clear card. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. Trust me, I had to figure this out while I was buying the card capture Sakura ones because I was like, what is this clear card crap I keep seeing? Yep, definitely had to see what was up there. Pretty sure I have more manga. I actually gave away a lot of my manga that I grew up with that I didn't love as much anymore. And I, I did keep a few things that I was like, I love this. Like Basora. I like Basora a lot. Did you read those? Yeah. I think I read some of them. I don't remember it, but yeah. Anyway, I'm very distractible sometimes. I love society i also own all three of them i was going to add to my list but you took it yeah i plan to buy them all eventually because they're just they make me happy um this is number four for me it's mega tokyo which is a web comic that i adored in high school and i've signed copies from anime cons i went to and the author even drew um the main character inside my copy of it like one Oh, wow. But I have volumes one through six. They were by Dark Horse, and then they got picked up by a different um, vendor. Mm-hmm. But it's like one of those special ones in high school that me and Nate got into. Um, I was very excited to meet the author at an anime con. His name is Fred. Um, he still does his comic, but his wife has been very sick. So um, he kind of puts out like one page a month now, which is okay. I mean, yeah, that's fair. He needs to take care of his family more than Mm -hmm. he needs to write for us. And I'm always happy to support him by like, I will buy your manga, you know? Oh, for sure. But yeah, he's still going, Mm -hmm. still writing. That's really cool, though. That you have like, not just a signature, but a drawing too. Like, that's so fun. It is really cool. And I bought like swag and shirts from him. Yes, yeah, it's, it's on your buses now, but yeah. Ah, 
it is just one of those things where I don't know. It's just like cool to meet the the person that did this and just really being into it as a kid. And just and he's still doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. And you can find that at megatokyo.com. Been around for a hot minute. Well, my last one before the break is probably one that you haven't heard of. It's called I'm a Doki or I'm a Doki nowadays. And I can't tell you why I got this one, but apparently I saw it in a bookstore and decided to buy it at some point in high school. Um, I think it's like six volumes long. And it's like this cute little rom-com where the main character is kind of poor and gets into this really elite school um, by a scholarship. And I, I know that's like a big trope in manga and animes, like, or in high school host club is like the first one that pops into my head. But I'm a Doki came many, many years before that. Yes, I love it. But yeah, this one is just like the sweet little romance. And like every time when I was reorganizing my manga shelves and I pulled that one out, I looked at the cover and it just made me smile. And I'm not saying that it's like cozy or anything like that, but it is definitely a happy manga. Man, and now I want to reread it. I just want to reread all of my manga now. Man, that took me forever to figure out where my signed copy was. I was like, where is it in here? But mm, my camera, oh, it's, I'll take a picture and send it to you. Okay. <laughs> wow, this thing is 20 years old. Oh my gosh. Original run. Um, Yeah, I've never heard of that one that you mentioned. I would definitely have to like look that one up. Maybe I need to borrow that one from you. I'm a doki. You're welcome to borrow it. Yeah, and like... I do love um, Oran Host Club or whatever it's called. It's pretty funny. It is very funny. I think the anime is funnier than the manga, but the manga is really good too. The manga is longer though. Of course, everything is. Of course it is. Of course it is. But yeah, like um, in I'm a Doki, the main character like starts a garden club or something that the love interest thinks is like really stupid it just like it's just like this little happy high school romance thing i love that i love happy school romances so what's next for you all right so to wrap it up so mind you we have really only been in like seventh through 12th grade at this point okay mm-hmm. so we'll start hitting my like college years and college um manga in a minute but throughout this whole time i loved shonen jump magazine so that's one where you kind of like just get a whole like shebang of a whole bunch of different kind of boy-centered manga and nate and i have a whole crate of them because he bought them and i bought them so we both like Mm have a few doubles but we would often just share it with one another too and from that series like let me see i got into um haruko no go which has got me into the game go and it just follows this prodigy kind of like a chess prodigy and mm-hmm. stuff except he's playing the game go yes essentially yes i know i've read some of that yeah um, one piece was another one I got into Naruto, of course, came out of that one. They had some Dragon Ball Z ones in there. Bleach was in there. Death Note was in there. I mean, like a lot of the big, um, mangas were in there. Yoga, um, Yu Yu Hakusho. What else did I really get into? And then of course, like it's still going and there's still like more that are like black cover black clover is newer um mm-hmm. my hero academia is newer but i feel like some of the best manga and anime came out of shonen jump like d gray man was another one of course they had Yu-Gi-Oh in there rioni kenshin and i always felt like if i bought a shonen jump oh the prince of tennis don't like tennis but i sure did like that one. Oh, that was such a good one. Oh, why why is a manga about tennis good I don't know. Um, but I, for me, I always felt very confident if I went out to buy a volume of it and it had Shonen Jump on there mm-hmm. that I knew it would be good. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. And so that was important to me. And it just gave me so much variety to read that, yeah. like, 
I don't know. I felt a lot of exposure all at once. And it was like, what, $6.99, $7.99 for this big old thick volume that I could just read over and over again. Well, and I love that they had like one chapter of each of the manga. So there's like a bunch of mangas in there, but it's only one chapter of each, Mm -hmm. which like, it was really nice for when I got to read some of those too, because then like you'd read, you could read through one and be like, well, this one sounds interesting and this one sounds interesting, but this one does not pique my interest at all. And so you could keep an eye out for the ones that you were actually interested in without having to buy like a whole volume of manga, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really cool. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm definitely a fan of Shojin Jump. Yeah. Um, it just really helped me. Uh, it really fostered some of my love of anime. It just, oh, so many good things to get into, you know? Oh, for sure. All right. So that is my journey. This journey ends pretty much with high school. And then I the next level is going to be from like college to adult age. All right, guys. Well, we're going to take a break. All right. We'll talk to you in a minute, guys. Bye. I'm Kayla. And I'm Haley. And we host the podcast We Majored in English for This. It's a weekly show on YA fiction and tomfoolery. Join us each week as we rant, rave, and recap your favorite young adult fiction books. You can find us on all your favorite streaming platforms. And now back to your show. Welcome back, guys. And this will be the second half of our lists. So, Mo, would you like to start off this half? I would. So, Trigun was always a very important anime for me in high school, but I never bought the manga until I got to college. And I have just the regular Trigun in the Dark Horse Omnibus Edition. And it is one of those I love to reread. I absolutely love Vash Stampede. He is one of my favorite characters besides, well, I love Spike from Cowboy Bebop. And I love um, the main character of Outlaw Star, Gene Starwin. And I love Kenshin from Yoni Kenshin. Like, those are my four favorite male characters from any animes. But Trigun's number one. Vash is my number one. And I still love reading the manga. It follows the anime pretty closely. There's another one out. Um, Trigun Maximum, which I don't... I don't know. Not the Beastie original. Like, I know some people are, like, way more into Brotherhood than they are to Full Metal Alchemist. Um, some people are really into, like... There's some other remakes people have done for different things. But the original Trigun is where it's at for me. Space, Cowboys, Weirdo Vash with donuts. Love it. You tried to get me into Trigun in high school. And I'm going to be honest, I was not into the manga, but I liked the anime. (laughs) And I don't know what the difference in my head was. But, like, I enjoyed Vash. I enjoyed the anime overall. And, like, the manga just, like, it was all right. But I didn't enjoy it as much as the anime for some reason. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I wonder why. I wonder what didn't, like, do it for you as much. I genuinely don't know. Because, like, they were incredibly similar. It's not They're... like the anime was very different from the manga. <laughs> not at all, pretty much. So I'm like... I don't know what the difference in my head was, but apparently there was one. Mm-hmm. But yes, I remember. <laughs> I remember very early on when I was introduced to manga that you liked. You immediately talked about um, Vash and Trigon. I love Vash and Trigon. Well, it's good to know that that love has not dissipated over the years. Love has never dissipated. That love will never dissipate. Uh, so my next one is. <sighs> Gosh, it's probably gotten popular again because they. This is another one that they like. They made an anime for, and now they've recently made another anime for it. It's Fruits Basket. Yep. I, well, they redid the anime so that it followed closer to the manga. Is why they redid the anime. Yes. And I gotta tell you, it's all amazing. Like the manga is amazing. The original anime was amazing. Like the original anime didn't follow the manga super well like it still did more or less Mm -hmm. but even that story was just fantastic and then they've made this new one that i've also been watching and it's also amazing following the manga more and it's also like the animation has stepped up like oh boy the animation has stepped up yep 
So like it's gorgeous to look at and everything, but literally pick any of those three and you will not be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Because all of Fruits Basket is just wonderful. I'm a little jaded because I kind of got burnt out on Fruits Basket because some people in high school just never stopped talking about it. And I can't remember who specifically was really into it, but it turned me off because that was like the only thing that they would talk about. And I'm like, Mm. I'm out, man. Like, and that happens a lot with me. Like when things get... I don't think it's like too popular is the wrong way to say it. It's just like when you're overexposed to it. Yeah. I'm like, guys, I can't talk about this anymore. That's fair. I probably wouldn't like anything that I was talked to obsessively about either. Mm-hmm. Which is hilarious considering that we both have kids. I know. Mario and Sonic, but God, something about fruits basket made me not like it at all well i'm sorry that it was ruined for you because overall like fruits basket is a really happy cozy kind of story like there's some dark undertones and darker pieces to the story yes but overall it's literally about this genuinely great human being coming Mm -hmm. into this family and just being like i just want to love you all and all of them going, are you okay? Yeah. Are, are you sure you want to love us all? <laughs> yeah. And then all of them realizing that she's completely serious. She just wants to, you know, be friends with all of them and like be a positive person in their lives. And they're like, mm-hmm. what is this? <laughs> we like it, but what is it? And they all get real confused. They're like, okay. <laughs> right? It's just... And the main character is one of those that, like, she could have so easily been a Mary Sue, mm-hmm. but she she's not because she's written so well. Because she's got a lot of the markers of being a Mary Sue, but she was actually written well, so she's not. And I really appreciate that because I love seeing these genuinely good characters just trying to lighten up other people's lives around them. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what I love about Fruits Basket so much. Yeah. I understand that. She, and the main character is a really good character. She is nice. And I love her romance. I do love that romance. Who did she? The, is she ended up with uh, the one that goes that laid on your lap or the one that scurries along the floor? Which one is, does she end up with? Lap. Oh, okay. I can remember. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's been a little bit. I'm like, I'm like, who, who is this? So yeah, didn't try to spoil it for you guys. If you want to read it, hopefully you don't understand anything that we're trying to talk about in code. Yes. I don't think if you, if you haven't read that, you shouldn't understand anything that we just said. (laughs) We're funny. All right. So what's next on your list? For me going into next is, um, my friend Frankie was selling a bunch of her manga, which is how I got the Magic Knight Rayer, the whole bunch of the Sailor Moon and the car captures the Kira pockets. She also sold all of mm-hmm. her Chobits, I thought, or maybe Nate. Shoot. Pretty sure I bought all of Chobits from Frankie, even though it reminds me of Nate. No, Nate is Love Hina. That's the one that reminds me of Nate. My bad. Okay. So <laughs> I'm sorry. There's so many things. Okay, so Nate was really into Love Hina. I got into Chobis. Chobis is kind of weird. Um But I yes, liked it, it. It was just this weird, like once again, made by Clamp. So it's gonna be a Sojo kind of focus more towards girls. And like Chobits are these robots, and they're like super duper smart and true machine intelligence and this whole story is about this guy falling in love with his chobit and of course it's manga and they can't have a physical relationship because if they do like if you get married and you have physical relationships kind of vibe that's what that's the kind of physical relationship we're talking about that kind of physical relationship Mm -hmm. he resets her Mm -hmm. and is always like about this like whole dilemma of I love her so much and I want to be with her but I can't be with her kind of thing <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know it's just one of those but it's so endearing and weird and 
I don't know, man. Like, it's just it's just so weird. And I really liked it. I have read some of Chobits and I agree entirely. It is very weird. Um, not in a bad way, just very weird. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, how do we handle this? <laughs> I'm and asking I'm like, questions that I never thought I would ask. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the Japanese sure sure do write some weird stuff. That to be fair, to be fair, a lot of people write a lot of weird stuff. You are right. All right, Abby. Well, that, that was one I devoured in college. And I just remember thinking to myself, wow, did I really read that book? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, so I, I, I'm going from Fruits Basket with the wholesome main character and the cozy vibes and the happiness to um, Death Note. That is a pretty dramatic one. This is a pretty dramatic leap in the other direction. Um, Death Note's pretty popular, but for those who don't know, it's basically there are demons, and the demons have these notebooks that they write people's names in to kill them. Um, And one of the demons gets bored, so he drops his notebook on Earth, and the main character, Light, picks it up. Yes, his name is actually Light. And he discovers that he can kill people by writing their names in this notebook. And so he kind of takes it on himself to start killing the criminals and the bad people of the world. And of course, the governments are like, WTF, who's, why are all these bad guys dying? Why not? Yeah. And I'm like, personally, if I was in government, I'd be like, cool, the bad guys are dying. Like, what's the big deal? But, um, the governments are like kind of freaked out and they don't apparently want all the bad guys to continue dying. And so this like prodigy genius person named L um, comes to, I don't know, this fake organization of the world leaders, police organizations and goes, I bet I can track down who light is. And like, he narrows it down to a certain country for them, which is Japan, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, here's a squad of people. Go find whoever is doing this and figure out how they're doing it. And so the series becomes this battle of wills between Light and L, with Light still killing people and trying not to be discovered by L. And I love how intelligent it is because it's a battle of wills between two very intelligent people and it's not dumbed down. Like the twists and turns that their brains take around each other are just fascinating and they're laid out for you because you as the reader are much dumber than they are. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's sad. Sorry, you are not as smart, so we'll lay it out better for you. I mean, think about it. If I was in Light's position, I would have been caught way longer before, way ahead of him. It's just like, that's that's the pure logic of it, honestly. would not have made it i i am not a criminal mastermind guys just so you all know but like so because it deals with demons it's it's kind of it's really dark because also there's a lot of murder going on but so it's like it's really dark but it's also really intelligent and i loved that it like took my brain on the twists and turns of mm-hmm. both of them trying to oust the other i guess wow. so i loved that it was great um did not expect that at all. But I mean, Death Note was really interesting. I, it's a good way to get rid of people, you know. <laughs> I know, right? Right. It's also one of those mangas that's like behind other mangas on my shelf because I don't want my boys seeing it and going, Mom, can we read that one? I'm like, no. Not until you're older, sorry. You, you have to be much older, sir. And we will have to talk about those. Yeah. Right. So like, it's behind my like... Subasa and Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, yeah. Read those. Well, Full Metal Alchemist. Not Full Metal Alchemist. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm realizing going through the mangas that I actually own. I'm realizing that my boys will not be allowed to read any of them until like high school. Yes, I mean that's appropriate. I know, and I'm just like, oh, I guess none of these are really child like, appropriate. I, I would say like cute ones for kids would be 
Zoids or Pokemon, like very much like wholesome ones. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right. So what else you got for me? All right. So one of my favorite TV series is Firefly. And then I love the Firefly movie, but there's like some weird mm-hmm. like gaps between like they try to fill the gaps in a little bit at the beginning of Serenity, but they kind of like change stuff around. But then they released the manga series or manga, really the comic book series. And that really helped for me understand the bridge. And I have at least four or five up there. Um, I don't know how many precisely. And there's probably more than I'm missing, but I haven't bought them in a while. So, but I love the Serenity series. But yeah, so, and I can't remember. So there's Better Days, Those Left Behind, The Shepherd's Tale. There's a, there's a few of them, but they have them all numbered. Mm-hmm. I have read um, several of them. I'm, my goal is to own all of them. Yes. Um, so all of the ones that I own, I have read. In most of them, I have really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're good. They're so... Yeah, the comics plus the um, novels that are coming out. Mm. It just, it fills the hole in my heart that the Firefly show left, you know? I know. And I, at this point, it's just, I don't really want them to reboot it or do anything. Because everybody's too old. Like, we're past the point where I'm like, sorry, like, all the people, they're not too old. That sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> I'm to the point where I don't want them to put any more in because it's not going to continue well, in my opinion. Yeah. If they do anything with it, they need to restart with the next generation mm-hmm. and make I, sure I it doesn't them. end up yeah. being a copy for nostalgia's sake. Mm, yes. That's what worries me. Because there's been talks about a new series with like Zoe and Wash's daughter being the main character, which mm-hmm. I think which would, would be, be really fun. cool. But please. For the love of all that is holy, do not make it a copy and paste with the storylines and stuff. Yep. Because that would make me cry, because that's not that's not what you should do. Yep. So I really hope that happens. That would make me very happy. But yes, uh, the comics are wonderful. And I need them all. Please tell me about Lovely Complex. Okay. So Lovely Complex is it's a romance. Okay. I see you have a theme. You sure do like romance. I, I like happiness. And the mangas that, you know, have a lot of happiness in them usually have romances. So it's how you do. But Lovely Complex is about this short guy and this really tall girl. And they are constantly teased because obviously tall girl, short guy, they're not even friends. Like they don't like each other because of all the teasing that they get from their classmates. Mm. And the whole story is about them like slowly actually becoming friends and then more develops. But like, it's just great. It's so sweet. And it's the message is like, it's about what's inside obviously, rather than your physical appearance. And I honestly loved that it featured a short guy and a tall girl because my sister and my niece, my oldest niece, are both really tall women. And <laughs> and I love them and I think they're beautiful. And I think the same of the girl in this comic, in this manga. And like, I loved this manga so much that as soon as I finished it, I went out and found the anime to watch and binged the anime. Wow because I just enjoyed it that much. And like, it just holds this happy little place in my heart, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. It makes me so happy. Like, mm-hmm. romances, not my favorite thing. I know. And like, the nice thing about this is that, especially the first half really isn't about romance. It's about them both overcoming like the animosity they have towards each other because of their classmates and becoming friends. That's what the first half is all about. (laughs) We need to become like, yeah, the romance doesn't even start until the second half. So yeah, I really like it. All right. What do we have next for you? 
Um, so I, okay, so I'm actually gonna talk about like actual like DC comic books. I really love one. I have a bunch of the Batman, um, trade paperbacks and Batman year one is always one of my favorites. I always love the, or not per se the origin story, but Bruce Wayne's first year as Batman, which is probably why I like dark Knight so much because we really get to see that origin of Batman. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I've always loved Teen Titans, um, Justice, like maybe not Justice League, but like Young Justice League. Like I like the teenagers and everything. I love the Robin stories, and I love Batman stories. I love following. I don't know. I just really like Bruce Wayne because he, you know, he has no superpowers. He just has a crap ton of money, a lot of gadgets, and really awesome martial arts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, Batman Year One is one of the better ones to read. There's a, a, a Batman Earth one is pretty good. I have that one. No, I have I don't I have a whole bunch of Batman ones up there. The Teen Titan on trade paperbacks are really good too. I love the Teen Titans series. I adore Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. Not Teen Titans Go. No, no, that is abomination. Very offensive. Mm. Like, I get mad thinking about Teen Titans Go. Right. Just, nope, nope, nope. <clears throat> I've actually introduced uh, Matthias and Titus to Teen Titans, not Teen Titans Go. And they really like Teen Titans. And I'm just like, yes, like the good ones. You have done well, mother, done well. <sighs> I try, man. I try to make sure my kids watch at least halfway decent things. <laughs> But I've always found the art in the Batman comics to just be so well done. They're just, I like that dark noir detective vibe that Batman gives, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the superhero that could be transported back to like the 1940s, mm-hmm. 1920s, anywhere in there and be like, perfectly fine. You fit. <laughs> right. But yeah, definitely not into like any of the 40s through 70s year one batman year one is my favorite mm-hmm. which starts in the 80s which is just dark and delightful yeah by frank miller the classic would recommend very good good to know i always wonder there's so many batman comics start with batman year one batman year one is the one to start with and then you can start going to like legends of dark knight um the teen titans like just do trade paperbacks too okay Good to know. Mm-hmm. So my next one is another manga. Uh, it's called Bakuman. Why does that sound so familiar? Possibly because you've heard of it. Um, it's all about this duo of guys who team up to write mangas together. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a Shonen Jump one. Yes. The main the main character is the artist, and his partner is the story guy who does dialogue and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it doesn't sound like it would be interesting, right? But you get really drawn into like the daily struggles of a manga artist and a manga writer. And like, you get really into worrying about them meeting their deadlines, worrying about whether they're going to be able to write the stories they want to write, worrying about like if they're actually taking care of themselves because they're pushing themselves so hard and like it feels so mundane but it's written so well and the main character has a love interest and one of the things i love about their romance is that it is mostly unspoken they make they basically make a deal at the beginning where they agree that they both have their own life goals. Like her life goal is to um, become a voice actress for animes. Mm-hmm. And his big life goal is to uh, draw mangas, like draw really popular mangas. And so they're like, we don't want this romance to distract us. So we're just, we're not going to date. We're not going to date anybody else. We're just going to be like, this is my person, but I'm working on my goals right now. And I think that is so cool. So yeah, Bakuman, like, it sounds like it could be really boring, 
but I got super invested in it. Oh, I felt so nice. Like, and I really enjoyed I it. That'd be a good one. Yeah, I think you'd like it. By the way, if you want to watch a really wholesome anime, you should watch Way of the House Husband on Netflix. It's delightful. Oh, that sounds cute. It's really cute. I'll have to look it up. All right. Let us bring us into the modern day journey of Mo. So for me, admittedly, I did just start reading Saga, which is a very good anime or um, comic book, but that's not the one I've been reading the most. You know what I've been reading the most? Hmm. Captain Underpants and Dogman. Now, you may think, wow, Mo, why are you reading this, these weird kids novels? Well, one, they hold my kids' interest for 20 minutes if I read out loud. And I was like, all right, well, I can handle this. This is great. Um, two, they're weird and they're goofy and I kind of like them a lot. Like, they're just kind of fun to read. And I, and it's like a way to spark interest in reading in my children. And something we can do together. So, oh, yeah. It makes me really happy, you know? And I honestly, I haven't read either of them, but I feel like I should find them so that I can introduce them to my children. I found them worth it for sure. Um, I mean, it's not hard to read, so. Well, right. For the level that they're aimed at, yeah. Yes, like, and I would say, like, these are more for fifth graders, so. Mm -hmm. Like, the language and stuff. Yeah, nothing wrong with introducing them to higher level language, though. But yeah, really fun. Very silly. Brings happiness. Oh, good. Well, the last one I have on my list, I kind of got obsessed with this one for a little while. It's also darker, like in the vein of Death Note, um, but it's D. Gray Man. It's like this Victorian-esque world. It's really dark and gritty. Got a lot of really terrifying bad guys. It just like, it's very dark. It is very dark. But I enjoy a lot of the earlier story arcs, especially because they're a little bit lighter than it gets later on in the series. It's some of the characters I just adore. And like, I loved the series so much that I actually wrote fan fiction for it at one point. <laughs> like that's how into it I was for a little while there. I'm pretty impressed by that. And if it says anything about me, the fan fiction that I wrote was like hilarious crack fan fiction, like the good kind, I think, I feel. Because I had a storyline, but I was also, it was also really funny. Mm-hmm. I love that. But yeah, like, Degreement is still really good. I don't know that I would buy it. Like, I I kind of want to, but I'm also like, mm. Uh-huh. I feel like, I feel like if I bought it, it'd be lower on my list to buy, you know? Yeah, I get that. I do, one thing I do like is that the library... <laughs> I feel like has really good um, ebook options of manga these days and comics. So I've been reading a lot of stuff on my tablet. Mm -hmm. uh, and I kind of like reading comic books a lot on my tablet versus like, because I don't know if I want to buy them a whole bunch because they're really fast reads for me. So I don't feel like now tea dragons I felt invested in. I felt like I had to have these dragons in my life. So I did buy that. But overall, mm -hmm. I don't have the urge anymore to buy comic books. I just like to read them. And return them. You know, I just like to enjoy them for a little bit. Yeah, I think my big thing with manga and comics is that I need to feel like I would either reread it or it's something that I want my kids, that I want to have on hand to hand to my children at some point. If it doesn't mm -hmm. fall into those two categories, I'm like, mm, I don't think I really want to buy you. Yeah, I mean, and I totally agree with that too. Like, that's why I've been reading stuff on Hoopla. Um, I'll look at stuff to read on Libby. But for me, like things that I want to buy, like Captain Underpants, because I think Will and Mara will reread read them a lot. Mm -hmm. And dragons. dragons. <laughs> I just love dragons. Oh, me too. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, I'm about halfway done with um, Fourth Wing. Oh, I just got, um, I got to take Wings of Fire upstairs. Oh, wait, Fourth Wing, wrong thing. Yeah. That's not Wings of Fire. Oh, how how is Fourth Wing going? Well, I was at like 25% when I started this morning. Uh-huh. So I kind of binged a quarter of it. Okay. Which is saying something because it's a 21-hour long book. 
Yeah, I'm pretty impressed actually by that. Yeah, so I just got super into it because they finally introduced the dragon seriously. And now I'm super invested. All right. And I'm just like, I'm bracing myself for, I don't really want to deal with the sex, but I'm really invested in the dragon. <laughs> I'm concerned by that, but okay. Yeah. All right. Well, mm, I hope it's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, manga and comics. Yep. All right. Well, and right now I'm reading the series called Saga. I read through the first volume and I thought it was great. And I'm on volume two right now. Reading it through my little, you know, app on the computer thing. Tablet. Oh, okay, cool. It's kind of weird, but it's kind of like Star Wars meets like a whole bunch of fantasy in space. And so I was like, all right, well, those are things I like. That sounds like fun. So far. Yeah. Not sure if it's going to get weird or not, but you know. We'll see. We will. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to us chat about some of our favorite comic books and series. We hope you found some new reads that you have not read before. And we'll see you next time. See you in a couple weeks, guys. Bye. If you liked what you heard today and want to help us spread the book love, drop us a rating or review on the app you use. Or share the episode post on your preferred social media. Everything helps. You can also check out our Patreon for some awesome perks like access to our mini-series, a monthly guaranteed episode poll, and much more. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the name The Book Life Podcast. If you'd like to contact us directly, you can email us at thebooklifepodcast at gmail.com. The song is Theme for an Unmade Anime by C8 Benoit from their album Dominique. You can find them on Instagram at C underscore A underscore B-E-N-O-I-T. That's C-A Benoit. And on Spotify under their name, Katie Benoit. Thanks for listening. Till next time.